So today when I was finished with my workout, I walked into the sauna. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to wait to tell you this story until after we play the uh, the show open, the music here in a moment. But um, the, the, the basic takeaway was I had this aha, you all, <laughs> sitting in, in the sauna at the gym today. And I thought, you know what? What I'm experiencing in here right now is exactly what it feels like, what it's, what, what, what it's like to be part of a toxic culture. <laughs> I'll explain and uh, hopefully convince you I haven't lost my mind in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. I mean, come on, really. How many podcast episodes are there out there where some dude is teaching leadership lessons and making connections to the sauna at the gym? I mean, you got to give me some points for originality, right? <laughs> or at least being losing my mind. Anyway, welcome into the Culture Hacks Podcast. I am Russ Hill. I hope I have a little bit of credibility left in your mind. If you're brand new to this show, oh, man. It's going to take some convincing that you should, you should listen to more than just this episode. Uh, no, actually, my job is to uh, give you things to think about as a leader, leader in your home, leader in your community, leader in a nonprofit church, leader in a business, whether you've got a team of five or a, a team of 50,000 underneath you that are reporting up to you in the org chart, whether you just became a leader, made the decision to lead yesterday or maybe even a few minutes ago, or whether you are an experienced seasoned leader and you're just constantly searching for new ways, new ideas, new thoughts of how you can become even more effective. If that's you, then you're in the right place. And my job is to give you things to think about, observations, stories, experiences, as I'm doing my day job, which is consulting and coaching executives at some of the world's largest companies. So that's one part of our business. The other part, and that, that by the way, that part of our business is called Lone Rock Consulting. You can find out more about us by going to Lone rockconsulting.com if you're curious about that uh, how we create alignment on leadership teams and help them facilitate the conversations that are needed to accelerate the results they're trying to achieve and then the other part of our business that i'm super jacked about we just launched it and uh and 2022 when i'm recording this the beginning of 2022 is when we're launching it and we are scaling it and it's all about helping leaders become the third leader you don't know what that is, do you? The third leader. That's what we teach in Lead in 30. Over 30 days, a four-week period, we take somebody who's currently the first or second leader, and we define that in this cohort online learning experience, and we help transition, transform, move them, help them become the third leader. And we do it in 30 days through live um, virtual meetings and through online uh, an online portal that we built out, the software and system that we've got, accountability partners, feedback sessions, LinkedIn posts, and all kinds of things. If you want to find out more about that part of our business, go to leadin30.com. We are about to get real serious um, about growing the next group. We've got the, um, we've got the, um, 
uh, beta group in lead in 30 right now. And the feedback is off the charts. Awesome. And, uh, we're going to make some adjustments after the, um, after the, the beta group, and then we're going to launch it to the public, start advertising it on YouTube, um, Facebook, all over the place. You're going to, you're going to see us advertising. If you want to get in, um, go to leadin30.com and sign up now. Okay, so let's talk about the sauna, right? You're waiting for me to get to the sauna. Well, here's the experience, and just be patient with me. Don't judge too quickly. Let me explain the scenario, and then you tell me if I'm right, if this isn't exactly what it's like to be in a toxic culture. So here's what happened. So I'm working out, do, do my, and I like to work out in the middle of the day. It gets me out of the house. Most days I'm in my home office, virtual meetings, all that kind of stuff. Um, travel is, uh, has taken a little hiatus for a few weeks because of the Omicron, um, or whatever the crap you call it variant. And so a lot of the meetings that we had scheduled to be in person, in uh, January, I've gone virtual, which actually is just fine with me because uh, it means it means less time on the road. And uh, it looks like February, is it, it's going to pick back up. I've already got, in fact, yesterday I spent some time getting a bunch of the travel booked um, and, and I'm crisscrossing the country in, in February if everything stays as it is right now. But um, so I uh, most days I'm at home working out of the home office. And when I do, I, I, I got to get out of the house. I got to mix it up. I got to be active. If you listen to one of the last episodes about how to not get in a funk and not not uh, surrender yourself to the darkness or th- all the depressing stuff that's out there in society, one of the things I do is be active. So I go to the gym in the middle of the day, most days. And, um, and I, and that happened to me today. And so I go work out and then I just want a few minutes to, um, to relax and to just decompress. And then, so I, I went into the sauna. So I went, went and washed my hands and, and uh, started breathing again after my workout. And then I walked over in, into the sauna that's uh, over by the uh, pool, the indoor pool in our gym. And, and I, I go in there sometimes. There's n- hardly anyone ever in there. It's not a place you'd want to be when there's like a, a, a COVID-19 variant like taking over the world, right? So I'm selective about that. Um, but not freaked out. And so I go in there and there's nobody in there. Um, so today I go in there, there's nobody in there. I'm like, okay, cool. And, and so I set the timer on my watch for five minutes. I'm thinking, okay, um, I'm, I'm going to just sit in here for five minutes, kind of relax and decompress. And then I'm, and then I'm out of here. Got to get back to work. Well, within maybe about a minute after I get in there, um, somebody walks in. And they sit on the other side of the sauna and they're doing their thing. And I've got my AirPods in and they've got their thing going. And so I don't, I don't even really, I don't make any eye contact. I don't even know. I know it was a guy, but I don't know anything else other than that. He's sitting way on the other side. And, um, and I'm on my phone. I'm looking through my Twitter feed and whatever else, LinkedIn on my phone. And then two girls walk in and they look like they were high school age or college age. And they, they seem to be um, friends. They, they knew each other. And, uh, and they started whispering, like they sat in between me and the guy way on the other side of the sauna and they sit down and they don't talk and we, I don't make eye contact with them. They don't make eye contact. I don't think they made eye contact with me. They weren't looking at me. They weren't making, they weren't uh, talking to the dude in the corner. And, uh, and then after like 30 seconds or so, they start whispering to each other really soft. And I was thinking, why are they whispering? Like, um, like we can hear them, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and they're not talking about us and they're not talking about things that they don't want anybody else to hear. And so I thought, well, maybe it's cause they don't want to be disruptive or who knows, but they're, so they're kind of whispering to each other. And then another dude walks in 
And um, this dude, so everybody's in their workout clothes. And I think the dude who came in first was just starting his workout, was about to just got to the gym. And, uh, and, I, and the two girls, I think, had finished their workout, not sure. And then this dude walks in and he's got no shirt on. And, uh, and he sits down. I have to scoot over and he just finished his workout. And, um, and he sits in between us. And, and then, um, and then, uh, um, uh, gosh, I can't remember, like a girl, another girl walked in and then, oh no, a girl walked in from, and, and a guy met her. So a friend of hers, they, they both went in through their locker rooms, right. And then met at the sauna. So she was waiting outside the sauna and then he came and then they walked in and there wasn't any room left in, in the benches. Now the sauna is getting crowded, right? It's not that big. And so he sits on the floor and then, and then she sits, whatever, and nobody's talking. Like now we got all these people in here and nobody's talking. And I, and, and I started, I was thinking about this and and my mind went to, I think because of um, how much time I spend on this, thinking about culture and the mindset of the people that are in there. And it's fun to people watch, right? I'm thinking, why isn't anyone talking and why aren't we all like, why aren't we social? And think about that for a second. And why is that? And then I started thinking, this is actually like a, a team, an environment, the culture of a team that's not healthy. And let me, let me explain why that is. And you could, it, whether it's these people or other people who are in a sauna or the gym or wherever, pick your place. Just think about like, was anybody in that room having thoughts? Yeah, we all were. So like, what could some of the thoughts be of somebody in that setting? Or, you know, mix up the people. It could be different people in the sauna. And so you're probably thinking somebody in there is thinking, um, oh, gosh, I wonder if anybody in here has got COVID. Um, is anybody coughing? Um, and and, and why, why are his headphones on so loud? Oh, why? Well, like, why is he listening to that music? Somebody might be thinking, holy crap, how did he get that physique? Not about me, but about somebody else. Like, that's not fair for her to have a body that looks like that and mind uh, or I wonder if they're judging me. I wonder if they can see my rolls <laughs> right of, of fat that I'm here at the gym working on or they could be thinking how did she think it was a good idea to wear that just one simple thread breaks and that whole thing is coming off of her. You know what I mean? Or who knows, right? The different, what's the grandpa, me? What's the old dude go- doing in here? Don't they know that this is like the social place for us all? That, I mean, who knows, right? Uh, you can, your imagination just goes wild. What are, what are different people thinking? It, oh, it, it's getting hot in here. Holy crap. How long can I, can I stay in? Um, wh- whatever people, is he wearing deodorant? Oh my gosh, does that dude, what, whatever. So everyone's having these thoughts, right? Like you can't stop people from having thoughts. So they're thinking, we're thinking things about each other. We're thinking things about work or school or a conversation we had with somebody or how hard the workout was or whatever it is. Everybody's having thoughts. And guess what? No one's sharing them. We're actually pretending like the other people aren't here, (laughs) like we can't see them. And I started thinking about that's the culture of a toxic, that's a toxic culture. That's what it's like. Have you ever been part of one? And one of the ways that over the years, 
in a virtual setting or an in-person in-person meeting or walking into a warehouse, a factory, um, a, a, a cubicle farm or, or a boardroom or a ballroom, whatever the environment is, one of the signs of a toxic culture in my experience is silence. People aren't talking. And, um, and why aren't they talking? Cause they're worried if they speak up and share what they're really thinking, there's gonna be judgment. There might be punishment. They might be, they, they've just got fear for multiple reasons, various reasons for why to not speak up. And it's not like people don't have opinions. It's not like you're, when you roll out the goals for 2022 or a new policy or you change something or whatever it is. It isn't like we on your team don't have opinions about it. We just might be acting like we're in that sauna and pretending that we aren't having thoughts or not vocalizing them. And that creates a very toxic culture. And if you want to build out the, uh, the funky um, example even more, the longer that there's silence, the warmer it gets. The longer I'm in this environment where I can't really say what I'm thinking or I don't feel comfortable doing it and other people aren't too and I'm wondering what thoughts they're having that they're not vocalizing, the warmer, the hotter, the more uncomfortable it becomes. See how good this example is, this metaphor, this example, whatever the crud you want to call it. Like I'm onto something, aren't I? <laughs> so I'm sitting in there and as I walk out, I'm walking to my truck and I'm heading home. I think, gosh, that is so like, I'm laughing about it because um, that's totally normal. It's like getting on a plane too, right? Head down. Don't acknowledge anybody else. Don't speak to them. Um, stay in your whole, in your own world. Keep the hoodie on, Air, Air, AirPods in, noise cancellation, look down, good, Right. And um, I'm guilty. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not making fun of anybody else. This is how I exist. And I talked in a previous episode recently about how I'm trying not to do that as much. And so I thought, you know, one of the, th- <laughs> one of the thoughts that occurred to me as I was walking out of there, and I'm just constantly looking at mindset, you all. That's just how my brain, it's funky. It's weird how it works. But because I've spent so much time working in um, the space of team dynamics and culture and mindset and helping leaders um, advance um, the, their culture or strengthen it or shift it in ways, get people thinking differently so that they can uh, accelerate achieving results. I spent so much time and energy and space in that area that this is just how I think. And so as I'm walking out, I'm going to my truck, I'm thinking, I wonder if I should have said something. Like, why didn't I say anything? Well, like, why didn't I even acknowledge any of them? Like, hey, how you doing? Uh, how was your workout today? Um, don't you think you should have a shirt on, especially when you're sitting next to me and you're that chiseled and I'm not, <laughs> I'm kidding. I would never say that, but you know, you know what I mean? Like, what should I, so I was, I was kind of, um, in my own mind thinking, should I have said something like to, to make that less weird for everyone that it's silent or is that the right dynamic? Is that how it should be? If you get a bunch of people in, in a, an environment like that, should you just keep your head down? Um, do people think that you're the weird, um, weirdo if you're the social one, you know what I mean? And I don't know the answer to that. Um, but that, that, those were the thoughts going through my mind. And, uh, and so I, I, I don't know. I mean, I know, I know I'm kind of rambling, but I just want you to think about the environment of your team and how, how, how different we all want it as a leader. We don't want silence. 
We don't want people having thoughts and not vocalizing them. In an office or a professional setting, a workplace setting, what that looks like when we, have, when, when there, when we as a leader create that kind of culture or enable it, what happens is all the text back and forth between employees because they don't feel comfortable saying out loud what they're really thinking or the direct messages or the personal chat stream in a virtual meeting or the phone calls, you know, the meetings after the meeting. And, and because we, we, there's not a comfort level of people speaking up. And so that that's a toxic culture. The other kind of toxic culture there is, is where there's just tons of blame and it's become the narrative, like the active storyline of the team. We just, there are people talking, it's not silent, but all they're talking about is complaining. Complaining about we don't have enough staff, we don't whatever this, that leader whatever, that policy sucks. There's there there's there's an a uh, an acceptance or a belief on the team that it's okay to say negative and just complain about everything and blame everyone and everything for any problem or any obstacle that you have as you try to deliver results or achieve certain outcomes. That's a toxic culture too, where we as leaders enable tolerate um that kind of behavior so toxic cultures are both the silent and the uh and the blame uh culture we call that a team that's stuck in the excuse trap right and um and it's a leaders that 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 kind of culture only exists if we as leaders tolerate it because the team is seeing that we're comfortable it usually that culture exists the blame culture exists if we as leaders um acknowledge validate all the excuses. And if we actually actively participate in that kind of culture as well, we're very comfortable blaming him, her, that department, the customer, the market condition, regulation, um, whatever it is out there, lack of staffing, whatever it is, we're, we're actively involved in that as well, blaming things for why we can't achieve certain outcomes. And so, but, but that's not the culture I saw in the sauna. <laughs> the culture I saw was the silent one. And so I would just encourage you to think about what can you do to create an environment on your team that's not like that, to where you don't have all these people on the team sitting. I, I've, I can't tell you how many virtual meetings I've been in that feel like the sauna experience. Like half the cameras are off and those that are on, everybody's muted. And it's not like people aren't having thoughts. They've got opinions on whatever's being said or, you know, the conditions around them, but they're not talking. Why aren't they talking? It's because of the culture that the leader has created. He or she has created an environment that feels like that sauna. And it gets so uncomfortable the longer you're in that environment that especially in this job market, people start jumping. They flee that place. Because they want, they desire, we desire as human beings, it's just part of our nature to want the freedom, the ability to speak up and say what we're really thinking. So anyway, um, an unusual episode for sure. Um, perhaps I lost my mind um, in that workout today, but I just was, I was giggling, laughing to myself um, in that experience thinking, oh my gosh, this is like being on a bad team, what I'm experiencing um, right now. So I told you my job is to give you things to think about and your thought in <laughs> after this episode might be that dude, Russ has lost his mind. Okay. 
Um, and maybe so. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're happy. I hope that your new year is off to a great start. January is a make or break, man. It sets the tone. In January, February, this first quarter sets the tone, the, the mood, the level of urgency. It, it, so many beliefs on the team are formed in these first, you know, four to eight weeks of the year. And so I hope that you're your team is off to the races. I hope you're setting the tone of urgency and working hard and, and not, and not um, enabling excuses and that you've created a vision for your team. We spent a ton of time last week. The first week of lead in 30 with our beta group was all about creating clarity and working with them on, well, what is, what does vision look like? What does describing the destination look like from leaders in our experience of working with thousands of leaders around the globe. What is our experience? What does a leader do? The ones who really produce incredible results and have alignment on their teams and healthy cultures. What do they do when it comes to clarity around destination, defining the destination and creating the goals for the year? What does that look like and how does it differ? So using our example of, the third leader. What does the third leader do when it comes to creating clarity and vision on their team that the first and the second leader don't do? And so we we've been digging into in in pretty deep on that in uh, in week one, and the feedback we're getting is awesome. So if you're interested, by the way, more details to come. I'll talk more about it in the weeks ahead. But we are getting right. We're starting. We're we, the the system's on. You can actually um, enroll now. The price went up. I told you the beta group was was the cheapest we'd ever do. The price has gone up, but we haven't raised it to full price yet. We're probably going to do that after the uh, the second um, cohort group. But you can already buy in, pay for, reserve your seat for the second cohort group if you're interested at leadin30.com. More to come on that as we experience it. And maybe, just maybe, um, I'll have some news about the next book uh, as well. Super excited. Okay. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're doing well. Talk to you soon.